much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans. I am your host, Greg Fowler, uh, traveling around the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field from realtors, lenders, builders, developers, residential or commercial, gathering insight, inspiration, what really drives them and motivates them to that top level and what I like to consider Real Estate Titan. So I'm super excited uh, to have our very special guest in Titan, Andrew Fortune. Thanks so much, Andrew, for stopping by the show. Thank you, Greg. Really appreciate your time. Uh, so we're just kind of going to roll into this as we usually do, just kind of ask a series of questions for everybody out there who's watching to get to know you, your brand, and essentially what you bring to the table as a Real Estate Titan. Cool. Let's so, do it. All right. Well, let's dive in. So, tell everybody a little bit about you. I guess introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Andrew Fortune. I am the owner and managing broker at Great Colorado Homes. Awesome. And um, I've been licensed for around nine years. I've been in Colorado for four years. Started out in Houston. Wow. Uh, so, I, yeah, started right after a market crash. Wonderful time to become a realtor. <laughs> perfect timing, so, right? Got my license then. And, uh, Actually, it really was a good time because, in fact, right now I feel like our market's starting to shift a little bit and maybe changing over this year. Right. And I don't really worry about it because I've already been through that. It's really not that big of a deal. Okay. So I started uh, in 2009 in Houston, and my wife worked at Stewart Title. Ah, no so way. So she's the one that, that kind of got me started here. Okay. So uh, we worked in ministry in Houston, and we, we used to uh, help churches get started. Mm -hmm. So they call it planting. So okay. we would go in and we help churches plant. Um, and I worked with teenagers or did worship music with pastor, like the whole thing. Wow. When you start a church off, uh, you start from nothing. So you go into a community and you get to know the community and you kind of get started. And I tend to be the one that would just learn how to do everything. Okay. And so I got stuck with a lot of tasks. And this was in my mid-20s. And at the time, I kind of felt like, wow, I'm just doing so much stuff. Hmm. Where am I going to land? What am I going to do? And I only rode the ministry thing out for a while, and then we got kind of burned out after a while. Okay, understood. Yeah, it's it's a tough gig. So we did that for I guess seven or eight years. Wow. And uh, and then, so I found myself in a place of you know I'm getting burned out and I need to switch gears. And at the time we had just bought a house, <laughs> and I had had the worst realtors experience, not one realtor, but multiple ones. Wow, okay. Uh, okay. And, and was going through uh, multiple ones and just thought, how is it this, how, am I just having such bad luck? And my wife said, you know what, you should, you don't know this industry, and I do, you'd be surprised, you should just get into it, just try it. Okay. And I was real nervous, you know, I, it's a, I didn't know a lot about it, but I decided I'll give it a shot, I got my license, wow. um, I started off with Keller Williams. Okay. And uh, great company. They have wonderful training. Sure. And I found out right off the bat that I didn't fit in. So, really? Uh, real estate is very network centric, mm -hmm. um, very relational. Okay. And you need a good database. Sure. Uh, I came out of planting churches in poor areas. Okay. <laughs> None of my friends were buying homes. <laughs> my database was not for real estate, period. Okay. And so I, I tried really hard, and, and then on top of that, I'm just not a networker. Okay. Like it's not my skill set. I don't get fired up to go meet with people. Like I get nervous about it. I'm okay. not the type to do that. All right. I love sales. I love real estate. I'm kind of in between the introvert, extrovert. You just land somewhere in the middle. Right. Um, and I almost quit. About the first year, I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go broke. i got to figure this out. Okay. And the whole time I was doing it, my gut was telling me, you should be focusing on the internet. 
you just bought a house and you use the internet. Okay. And you went through a bunch of realtors and the one you chose was the one who would leave you lonely the most okay. and just give you data and help you buy a house. Right. Truly guide you through that process. Exactly. Not being that pushy salesperson. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And that, and it spoke to me and I thought, you know what, if I'm here, I already got my license. I did all the work. I'm a year in. Give it a shot. Let me just go out there. And I've, I was being told at the time, this was 2009, 2010. The internet is a scary place to do business. Mm -hmm. You don't want to use the internet because we have decades of proven history on how this works and there's really not a lot of data on the internet yet, so you're, you're taking a risk. I just thought, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. So I, I switched brokerages to one that was just a flat fee broker. Okay. Where they just kind of hands off, you know, just wow. go do what you're gonna do. And I just started digging in to the internet like crazy. Wow. And, and started learning how to uh, create graphics. I had to learn graphic design mm -hmm. and videography and website development and all that stuff. And so as I learned this stuff, my business took off like the next year. Wow. So second year, I was able to just meet people who I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And it was awesome because there were people from the internet and they didn't necessarily want me to take them to dinner or network with them. Sure. They wanted an agent and that was it. Right. And I kind of learned that niche. Like these people are out there mm -hmm. and there's no uh, formula yet on how they're on one side of the internet and I'm on the other and how do I, how do I meet them, right? So I went into that and kind of figured it out. Started building websites, started using AdWords, did a little bit with Zillow. Zillow was different back in the day. Okay. Um, and, and just kind of built up a database and then realized my wife and I hit this spot. You know, we hit the spot in ministry where we were burned out. Then we hit this spot with Houston, the whole city. Wow. <laughs> and we were burned out. Okay. And I think we both, we had lived there for 20 years since we were kids. Mm -hmm. All right. And never really liked it. My wife and I, she used to live in New Zealand and Alabama, and I used to live in Idaho, Washington, Georgia. As a kid, we moved around a lot. Wow, yeah. And then we're married. Okay. And we're stuck in Houston. <laughs> like, how did this happen? How did, how did we get here? Yeah, yeah. And I had this realization of, well, if I built this here, I can build it somewhere else. Right. And my brother lived in Buena Vista. Okay. And we used to come visit him all the time. And every time we come here, we'd rent an RV and drive around the state and just think, how do people actually live here? Like, they don't know how lucky they are to be here. Right. And we go back to Houston every time we're depressed. You know, <laughs> oh, we got to go back there now. Yeah. It's, it, it was just humid and hot all the time. And it's just, it's a, anybody who loves Houston, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, right. it's, a, it's the fourth largest city in the United States. You know, there's a lot of people that like it. Uh, it just, it wasn't for us. Right. Right. So and who can be Colorado? Come on, everybody. That, yeah, yeah nobody. Uh, I've never heard anybody say I don't like Colorado. Right. So it's, it's incredible. So I that started the gears turning. That was probably I think I bought GreatColoradoHomes.com the domain okay. in 2006. Wow. So that's when the idea started. That was the very first step. Like okay. if I'm doing this, the domain is the anchor that everything will be built off of. Right. So I just searched domains for like two weeks and just which one works, which one works, which one works, and. And I would, I would show my wife, she's like, not that one, not that one. And finally, Great Colorado Homes. I think it could work. And we let it roll around for a while. And then I started building a website. Sure. So I, I built a WordPress site. And I actually um, made it for Denver and Colorado Springs. Okay. Because I didn't know where we were going to live. And I'm right. still tracking data. And Denver's a big city. For sure. But it's also similar to Houston because of that. And I love Colorado Springs because of the size of it. And uh, I have four kids. All right. And that, you know, Houston's a rough place to raise a family. I mean, we lived in a nice golf course neighborhood, mm -hmm. and every week, neighbors had cameras all over their house, and we're sharing videos of people trying to jump the fence, or, hey, did anybody see this guy try to break into my car? And wow. It, it's, it was just hard. Okay. So 
this city is very appealing for raising a family. Mm -hmm. So I, I did the website in Denver and Colorado Springs okay. and tracked all the data to see is there enough business here to, for me to just move and get enough business off the website just for myself. Right. And I think out of the fear of doing that, I kind of went overboard. Okay, okay. And just created this monster of a website that, that gets tons of traffic. Sure. And that turned into brokerage, but that was kind of the road of how it happened. Okay. And and that is, is huge testament to you stepping outside of the box. And again, well, why I like to consider part of you a real estate titan that way is because yeah. you didn't just fit into the mold. You didn't just go and do what everybody else did. Um, Gary V, he was very specific with that. And, and anybody who doesn't know Gary, he's a marketing he's awesome. guru, just awesome motivational speaker, that sort of thing. But um, he had the foresight at the very beginning with his father's wine business. That's right. And yeah. he, no one was doing anything online when it came to wine. And he went to his father. It was a $5 million family business, you know, well-ran, that sort of thing. But he said, hey, I'm thinking about maybe starting to purchase some keywords or get involved with AdWords or Google and, you know, setting stuff up with wine online. And, mm -hmm. and his father said, wine online? No one's going online for that. And he started doing it, turned it from a $5 million to a $50 million business like this. He killed it. Yeah. Absolutely and crushed mostly it. through YouTube. YouTube, yep. absolutely, and then partnering those together. So it's just marketing and advertisement to the right segments. Markets change, consumers change. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is is that you recognize that at an earlier stage than a lot of people, and you've already seen monster results. And I, mm -hmm. I, I've told you this before, but there's a lot of professionals out there that uh, when we go through marketing and advertisement, because that's you know, one of my specialties just going through that, your company comes up quite a bit in this town, and it's it's flattering. It's flattering. Yes, great yeah. Colorado homes, great Colorado homes. What are they doing? And I said they're just brilliant. I mean, flat yeah. out. And I, I say it every time that so they're just brilliant people. But uh, okay, so plenty of background and that sort of thing, and what got you into business the whole nine. So but for you to get to the point that you're at now, and then continue to do so, what's your why? I mean, what motivates you, what drives you, and really gets you out of bed in the morning to do this at the levels that you do it at and continue to do it at? That is such a loaded question when I yes. think about it, because there's so many <laughs> layers to it. There's like the whys that you're aware of, mm -hmm. and then there's the whys that are like deep subconscious, like the things that push you, yeah. you know, because it's great. the same why that caused me to start this company or build a company is the same why when I was working jobs, you know, when I was in my early 20s, I would typically end up in the leader position okay uh, or it just it just happens over and over again sure and so I think part of it's just DNA like just being who you are mm -hmm. if you're a leader you're probably gonna end up leading right um, and so and I know that's a driving factor but I mean literally for I mean for most agents mm -hmm. when you start you got to make money right so you, you got the obvious yep. you know you get into it to make money but then when you start making money then that why is no longer there because you're making money mm -hmm. so then you need then you start finding what your real why is. I love that. And and the real why for me, I mean, obviously you need to make money, but when you're past that and you got to keep growing, or if you want to keep growing, you got to be motivated by something. And I really feel for me, I just have a deep need to create stuff. Okay. And wow. so this company is built, and, and I'm in a position in it. I, I don't sell homes now. I stopped in the middle of last year, okay. mostly just to create content. Right. And I could hire somebody to do that. And then just go sell homes and make more money, actually. But it just doesn't feel right. Like, sure, I feel like I'm supposed to be doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And my agents, who I love, shout out to my agents, they're just awesome. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> they, um, they love doing what they do. And we meet every Tuesday, and pr 
from, this sentence comes up pretty much every Tuesday. I'll be talking about some nerding out thing that I'm all excited about that has to do with the internet, right? And Rhonda, most of the time, will go, I'm so glad that you do that because I don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> and then we right. go back to selling homes, and there'll be times uh, where she's saying, I had to meet this guy and, and this and that and the other. And I'm like, Rhonda, I'm so glad that you do that because right. I need to be behind my computer. Sure. You know, so it, the why now is to find a spot for myself and my agents where we fit comfortably into the company and we can just continue doing what we're doing. That's awesome. And I think that that's a testament to what you were talking about as far as leadership is concerned. Sure. Being in that role and allowing uh, your individual agents to grow and to flourish in what they do. But everybody is a piece of that puzzle. Yeah. Right? And I think that that's crucially important for success. And you guys have had a lot of success in what I like to consider a shorter period of time. Yeah, I mean, we're about two years old. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. Um, so that's that's really great and motivating for everybody out there, I think, just to put the pieces together in the right way. So yeah. um, if you could kind of take a look at it uh, from the standpoint, your business, and if you could pick one or two things that you might have done that took your business from doing well to that next level, mm -hmm. um, could you pinpoint and give advice to any of the professionals that are out there watching this, um, whether they're new or seasoned? Um, yeah, what does that sure. look like for you and your business? You know, I mean... I, I guess the number one piece of advice was finding what you do well, being honest about it, and moving with it. Like, wow. just move forward with it. And then I can stack stuff on that. So once I've figured out, I'd like to create. And I knew that because I was doing that with churches. So mm -hmm. we go in and I make videos and send them out to the community. And I did all the stuff I'm doing with Great Colorado Homes and churches. Okay. So I already had kind of this pattern of what I knew I liked to do. And then when I found that out, if you're one of those people and you like to do that stuff, you like to create, you got to learn. Love it. So really, I mean, the most important thing, if you're a creator, you got to learn the tools. You've got to learn how to use the software. you got to learn the Adobe software. you got to learn the video editing. You've got to learn all this stuff because if you got the creative juices in your blood, mm -hmm. they can get there all day. But if you don't have tools to make digital stuff, you can go paint all day. But, you know, on a canvas, nobody can share a canvas with a million people at once. Right. So things have changed dramatically. Um, so, yeah, I would say the tools that that helped me the most, number one, was learning coding. Okay. Learning HTML and CSS code is highly, highly this, effective. everybody. <laughs> you can do so much with it. You don't, HTML and CSS, you don't necessarily build websites with. Okay. You can go into a blog, your own blog on your own site if you've got one, and you can click the little bracket button that shows you all your HTML, and you can go and just start adding stuff and change the look of everything. Like, it's, it's like this magic wand that only coders know about. And, and coders like to act like we have such a hard job, like we know the science. It's really nice, it's just a language. Sure. That's sure. all it is, is language. And when you type the language in, visuals pop out. Right. Know? So coding, number one, graphic design, learning Adobe Illustrator, huge. Okay. Uh, Adobe Premiere Pro video software, huge. Right. Um, those are massive things that I couldn't imagine not knowing. And I think that's a testament into you constantly learning and growing. Sure. Um, for everybody out there who you know, fits in the category of, well, I'm, I'm in sales, I'm a people person, I'm, you know, technically illiterate, if you want to break it down that way. You didn't know this waking up one day. You mm. took time to learn. You oh took one piece at a time, one, one volume at a time, and really grew. Everybody out there can grow and learn. If you're not good at social media, if you're not good at technical basis and web development, you can learn these things. And 
ultimately, if you're not that person to do so, you find somebody who is. I mean, no one does it alone. It, it comes back to that team mm -hmm. and bringing it all together so that everybody has their role in it. Now, there's every once in a while you find somebody who is a blend, right? But right. that's rare. Right. Um, so putting the pieces together, again, I think is fundamental. Yeah, but absolutely. that's great advice to everybody is just learn. If you don't know it, learn about it. Don't be afraid constantly grow and it's better for you and your business so. i was selling 20 or 30 homes a year and doing this at nighttime so i will not listen to any excuses from anybody i'm That's staying up it's my family say that sleeping. again but everybody no I, I just have to no excuses no right? excuses if, if you want it you gotta go get it yeah you can't just you know say well i'll, I'll get to it on saturday mm -mm. I've, I've spent thousands of hours on our website thousands of hours learning stuff Staying up late at night, you know, two o'clock in the morning, just sitting there learning, pass out, get up, go sell some homes, <laughs> right. just keep it going until I built the thing. And For it sure. takes a ton of time. And and not just time and effort, but I wanna I wanna speak to the whole reasoning of the Titan too. Um, you know, Andrew, you're you're constantly moving and growing and learning and you're not taking no for an answer. And that's the top tier professional in any field. That's I mean true. truly, yeah. not giving up, working hard and seeing the results. There's so many people out here. Um, today, and I hear this all the time, especially from newer professionals that are coming in. Oh, you know, I thought it'd be a good paycheck. I thought this would be easy. I'd get, you know, have some cocktail hours. I thought that I would be able to talk to my close sphere and I'd make six-figure income or above. I mean, that's a rude awakening. It takes time. It takes effort. There's a huge fallout rate for a reason. I'm not trying to discourage anybody or scare anybody. The reality is you don't become a titan overnight. I wish I would have been told that when I started. Because when I started, I was told that 80% of the people that came through their program make it. And then I go through it's a program of 50 people, and six months later, there's four of us left. And yes. I realized, I'm calling BS on this. It's yeah. wrong. And I, if somebody would have just sat down and said, look, first year, 20% of people are going to fail. And right. you're probably going to fail. Actually, no, it's 80%. 20% are going to make it. Yeah. And then of the second year, 80% of those that make it are going to fail, too. Mm -hmm. And if you can make it your third year, about 80% of those will continue to make it. So if you can get past your first three years you're usually okay, sure. according to statistics. But if somebody would have just told me that, mm -hmm. I would have sped up a lot faster. And that's that's good advice, I mean, just to be able to be a sponge and absorb that. I, I think going back to the beginning of your career, and that's, that's good uh, perspective, is you went through a bad market. You yeah. saw a bad market, you started in 2006? 2009. 2009. Yeah. It crashed. Okay, it just, just went down that way. So if you're looking at it from the standpoint um, everybody who might be starting out now, it's a good market right now. Yeah. I mean, a lot's happening, a lot's shaking. I mean, yes, we all have issues here in Colorado Springs with inventory, but ultimately, it's not necessarily what's happening now, but what's going to happen five years from now? Mm -hmm. There's going to be a correction. Are you still going to be a viable business? And I think yeah. it's setting up the systems, working really hard, and setting yourself apart from everybody. That matters. Yeah. So I, great advice, Andrew. Hopefully everybody, you know, got a piece of that for sure. Uh, so going into something a little bit more personal and a little bit deeper so that everybody can get to know you a little bit more. Um, I find that, uh, you know, when, when life is easy and it really just comes simple for all of us, we can kind of skate by and there's no problem. Uh, but the challenges in our life, the hard times, is really what separates us and makes us stronger as long as you overcome them. So if you could uh, look back at your life or your career, if there was any challenges that you dealt with that you overcame that made you a stronger man, what might that look like for you, Andrew? Yeah, I think probably the hardest thing recently was just moving here. Okay. You know, I mean, imagine you have a real estate business and you're going to shut it down and move to another state, you know, it sounds crazy. I told all my friends in Houston, like, you guys are nuts. 
us. Like they all expect us to come back, you know, because who does that? I mean, Good luck. That? See you later. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's one thing. And also, my wife stays at home with our kids and homes okay. with our kids. Wow, so, right. you know, I, I really needed to, to be able to move here and mm -hmm. to keep that lifestyle going. I had to figure out how to fill in the income gaps. Sure. So the, the hardest thing was to, I had two rental properties and a house in Houston and a business. Okay. And so I handed my business off to a partner of mine and sold rental properties, started from scratch and moved here. Wow. And the first year was just, it was scary. Uh, it was good and exciting and I okay. loved that first year, but it was really hard because we didn't know anybody mm -hmm. and real estate in this town, everybody seems to know everybody. It's so true. It's they the do. biggest small town. It is so, it is so true. So yeah. we moved into that environment mm -hmm. and, and at first it just felt like, uh, you know, it was really hard. Mm -hmm. It was really hard just to stick it out. And, and it's kind of, I think the thing that kept my wife and I going was knowing, okay, this is building and it's going to be great. Mm -hmm. But right now we just got to get through this first year. Sure. And that's a huge challenge because literally dropping everything you know and everyone you know and business yeah. and then moving across country to see that happen, yeah. that's scary. I don't care who you are. I mean, anybody out there who's made a move or a career change, even in the same town or in the same industry, a career change by itself is enough. Yeah. Um, but again, you're taking a leap of faith. You're doing your due diligence. You, you didn't just randomly, ah, oh, let's just go and move. I mean, you were meticulous in going through and look yeah. at where you're at now. I mean, it's just planning ahead. Um, I think that's crucial. So, but that's not easy to deal with no. for sure. So, but thanks for sharing that. And hopefully anybody out there who's uh, watching this or, or tuning in, whether it's live with us now or after the fact, um, if you are thinking about, you know, making a move or a change or, or doing something, it's okay. Um, you know, use your head think the best way possible and then move forward. Uh, you know, I think anybody can truly do that if you put your mind to it uh, with any business and, and industry. So, uh, okay, so on the lighter side into that, Andrew, um, if you could go back in time, and I always equate, I'm a big movie guy, so I always equate it to uh, Back to the Future. But uh, when, when you're looking at it from a standpoint, if you could go back in time and give your younger self a piece of advice or two, uh, whether it's personal or professional, what might that be? What would you advise your younger version uh, for a piece of advice or two? I think that, yeah, I think I would go back to when I first got licensed. Okay. And I would have told myself, be confident in what's going on in your heart. Wow. Because this is an industry where there, everybody has an opinion. Sure. And, I mean, as soon as you get licensed, you get bombarded with companies calling you saying, hey, you got to buy leads from us or you're not going to survive. <laughs> hey, our system is absolutely the best. It's been the best forever. Uh, hey, check this out. Love. And it's just nothing but emails. And it's just wow. like, it, 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 be, it starts to just destroy you after a while. Sure. Because you start, and especially in your first year or two, because mm -hmm. you're, everybody struggles their first year or two. Right. So while you're struggling, you have people coming along saying, oh, you're struggling. It's because you're not doing it this way. Mm -hmm. Oh, here's how you do it. Uh, and, and especially, uh, even just to speak to those that that are internet-based versus networking-based. Okay, that's great. That's a great topic. That's, those are two different things. And most of this industry is network-based. Mm -hmm. So when you come in brand new, you just get saturated with decades of history on data on how networking should run real estate. Right. But if you're not that way and you're internet-based, there's not a lot of data. Mm -hmm. And you have to go out and test some stuff out and find your own data and figure things out. I would have went back and said, don't be afraid of that. Okay. Start testing now. Don't, don't spend a couple years finding out somebody else's method mm -hmm. and then finding out that's not for me. I'm not wired for that. Even if I could do it, I don't like it. Sure. Um, I'd say, you know, go with your gut. Um, look around and focus on what consumers want. 
and not what this industry wants. True. Because I think this industry, there's so much noise on Facebook mm-hmm. um, on how things should be done, and everybody has an opinion. But at the end of the day, we're doing what consumers want, truly. So if we get a thought stuck in our head, and we all think it's great because it worked for somebody in you know, Rhode Island, and they were like, hey, they run this Facebook ad and got 17 sales off of it, and everybody starts from the same ad, sure. that kind of craziness just starts destroying this industry. Because right. at the same time, every city's different, and there's consumers here. And they think different than we do. Yep. And if we're not paying attention to them, then we could be building our whole business around something that's not even speaking to them. True. And I've seen it happen plenty of times. So. And that's, that's big advice, not only for young Andrew, but everybody out there who's listening to this is ultimately, and I've said this for years, and obviously you feel the same way, and I know there's people out here listening, but consumers drive the bus. What they want, we have to give it to them. Um, ultimately, they're going to utilize the product and service the way they want it to, and whoever is giving it to them takes the lion's share of that business. Yeah. Now, as time goes on, it'll continue continue to grow, um, you know, via technology. I, I want to touch on something that you mentioned: is it is a people business. Don't yeah. get me wrong; there's networking involved, it is relationships. So everybody out there is like, "Oh, I'm not a big technology person. Oh, what absolutely. are they talking about? This nonsense." That you still have to shake hands, meet people, get involved in the community. But streamlining and scaling your brand and getting in front of people. You can't physically get in front of 100,000 people every single month. Exactly. But if you translate your digital presence out there, who you are, what you speak to, what you resonate to the masses, a buyer or seller, and then transfer that out to the to where they're actually spending their time, where they're, they're really researching products and services, that's how you scale. Absolutely. And, and you guys are doing that, and you've done it, trust me when I tell you, and this is just from my humble opinion, better than so many other professionals out there. And, and I'm all over the United States. I travel and I learn from way smarter people than I am. And I just, I'm blown away at what you guys do. I mean, I can't, I can't gush enough. I'm sorry. Um, so, uh, but going into that, uh, as far as feeding your mind and, and nurturing that um, into the future of growth and constantly learning, what books are you reading, Andrew? Or maybe podcasts you're listening to? Or uh, influencers on social media you might be following? Does anything stick out to you for, for advice? There's so many. Okay. I mean, I, I could re-answer this every week with a new one. But, uh, I love and it. I love I'll it. also say, I also that's only half the time. Half the time, I won't listen to or read anything. Okay. So I go through these phases of where I want information, and then I've heard enough, and I just I don't want to hear anymore. I want to let my brain work now. Wow. And so I'll just check out from from everything. Okay. I can always you can always tell because if you look at my phone, if Facebook is on the last page, that's what mode I'm in. So <laughs> okay. when I get tired of Facebook, I'm, I'm so tired of the information. I move it all the way to the last page, so I'll stop pressing that button and go into Facebook. Okay. Um, but recently, so I, in fact, yesterday I just finished The Go Giver. My brother told me about that oh, one. Great book. You know, funny thing, I honestly I kind of liked it, and okay. I'm a data guy, and this book is a fictional story. Mm-hmm. So I struggle with you know this is a story about ideas and business. I'm like, it's crazy, it's a fictional book. But honestly, I was reading it, and I do audiobooks, so okay, I listen yeah. to my car, and then I go into, I think it's a restaurant, and I automatically start smiling to the person who's, mm-hmm. who's waiting on me, and we had this conversation, and the whole thing changed. Really good book, okay. I would say. Yeah, yeah. Even if you're a data guy, it's still a good book. Sure, sure. Um, the subtle art of not giving a damn. Yes, <laughs> with an F. Yes, with an F. With an yeah. F. Big, a big F. All through yes. the book, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Uh, but I will say, it's, I'm reading that one again right after I finish this one. That awesome. Was, I feel like that book, there's things that have happened in my life that make me have beliefs about being human okay. that I've never heard anybody say before. Right. And that book, I just couldn't get enough of it. I was just like, I, I love the book. It's incredible. That's fantastic. So those are 
really too. And then podcasts, uh, HBR, the uh, Harvard Business Review oh. uh, podcast is awesome. Great. Um, uh, Six Pixels of Separation is an excellent uh-huh. guy named Mitch Joel, incredible marketer. Okay. Um, probably the best marketing podcast there is. I have not. I will really definitely get on that. That's really on my good. checklist for sure. Oh, you'll love it. Okay. You'll definitely love it. Very cool. Uh, of course, uh, Tim Ferriss's podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, now, it's if you're going to go listen to Tim Ferriss's podcast, you you won't like all of it. Tim Ferriss okay. has a range of everything. Yeah. So, But you can go through and say, okay, that speaks to me. Click on it, and you'll get here a two-hour-long conversation on display. Tim Ferriss is awesome. Awesome. So not I don't listen to a lot of real estate podcasts. Okay. Okay. So mostly those. That's great. And just so everybody knows, um, if you're not a frequent uh, watcher of the show, um, I'm going to put the uh, links for everything that Andrew mentioned as far as books and podcasts in the comments or description below. So you can check those out um, and then feed your minds with uh, more information. So, uh, but thanks for the share on that, Andrew. Really appreciate it. So last but not least, as far as this uh, interview is concerned, uh, when it comes down to it, what's your mantra? You know, what quote do you live by that really sums you and your brand out uh, to everybody out there, if you have one? It would be uh, seize the day. Like, live each day like it's your last one. Okay. Because it might be. Sure. And, and, and living that way and going through, and that's a really good one, and I know that a lot of professionals out there have heard that, but truly living those mantras or living those quotes are two different things. So, I mean, is that something that you really just... No, that's, I'm glad you said that. So, and, and going back to the podcast and app, there's okay. an app that I've implemented back uh, probably in six months now. It has changed everything for me. Headspace. Wow. Okay. Called Headspace. Yeah, I, I haven't heard of it. Uh, basically, it's a meditation app. Okay. And uh, I, you know, I've I'm always been big into prayer. Mm-hmm. Being a follower of Jesus, sure. I've, I've always been big into prayer, and I've also always struggled with prayer mm-hmm. because there's prayer is everybody. Um, does it their own way, mm-hmm. and to talk to God is is kind of an intimidating thing. Right. Uh, any, That's an interesting way to look at that. Yeah, sure. Well, and heads, and, and in every religion, there's aspects of it that I find that are just amazing. Mm-hmm. And the art of meditation has been around thousands of years. I've put this off for years, and I just started doing it about six months ago. And what I found out, it's it's a science, really. Mm-hmm. It's the art of of being able to let your thoughts go in your head and then taking a step back and looking at yourself. And not judging or thinking or just saying, this is what's going on in my head, whether I like it or not, that's what's there. Wow. The Headspace app, uh, I use it for 10 minutes a day, okay. and it allows me to just get quiet and to you know just listen to my brain and let myself relax. Oh, and, that's big. And the interesting thing is it also like bleeds right into my prayer time. And then all of a sudden I don't feel like I have to do these things. I'm, I'm, my brain's just kind of going on its own. That's okay. really good for creativity too. Oh. And what I do within that, when I'm, in, when I kind of quiet my mind just before I'm done, the last thing I say is, if this is my last day, would I do that to-do list the same way? Wow. And that's kind of the way I start my day. So. That's huge. And, and going into it, setting yourself up for success ahead of time and doing those routines or things that are necessary, whether they're affirmations or meditation or prayer, mm-hmm. I, I exercise, there's so many different things. Too. We all have to find that because this is a, such a high stress, high Got volume it. business. Um, so that's huge advice out there for everybody. Protect I think yourself. Yes. That's, Protect yourself. That's, this business will take your brain. That's true. So you got you got to feed it. You got to nurture it and rest it too. Yes. So I think there's there's so much awesome information in there. Andrew, thanks so much. Uh, I really really appreciate it. Thank I want to say out there to uh, everybody that 
you are now officially a real estate titan. So thanks so much, my friend, for being <laughs> on great. the show. Um, so everybody out there, um, thanks so much for tuning in, your time and attention. I really appreciate that. Um, we are live every Tuesday afternoon and Friday afternoon, uh, again, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our marketplace and what I like to call the real estate titan. So thanks again, and uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Have an awesome weekend.